Thunder, 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 Thundercats, ho! Welcome back, bunglers, to another episode of the Thundercats Reviews, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother, David, and we are doing a very theatrical episode, David. You bunglers! You bunglers! Yes, we are. Excited to say that I got a call from David. He watched the episode ahead of time, and he said, oh my god, Mumra says bunglers again in this episode. So we actually have another clip of the mummy himself saying bunglers. Bunglers. <laughs> yes, we do. And David, you know, when our Thundercats episodes comes around a month later, we have a lot of Thundercat mail. So let's get into our mailbox, shall we? Awesome. My source tells me maybe your source. She even looks older. How dare you say that to me? I didn't think Lionel was like that. I tell you it's true. The information comes from my best source. <laughs> There's another thing. According to my source, I did it for the money. And I paid the money. Are you sure your source is on our side? You got thunder, 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 cat mail. And keep your foot off that blasted Samo flan. We have lovely Leah waiting a month at a time for our episodes. And she says, hello, Radical Ryan and delightful David from down under earth. Not sure if it's the third or not. Of course, Leah is from Leah from is from Australia. I think that I might be Tigra. I like creating things, reading and mostly keeping to myself. And well... I can definitely say I share those science skills. Ooh, that's always good. Love that. Weirdness of my thoughts, your thoughts, and someone else's thoughts. On Tamagar the Tusca, a gumpling? Flying dumplings? Crashing thumping. The dumpling is definitely wearing his flying gear. I don't think it's attached. Maybe he's detached looking at his expression. (laughs) Tuscania. Not a very creative at naming, are they? So this is where the Tuscan warriors live. Tuscania. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with her. There's a point where I guess you're like, couldn't you just call it anything else? Atlantis. Anything. Here we go. River of Despair. Desperate for better names. You know, it's like so true. I mean, I guess it's... I'm thinking like people like Willa name this and they're just kind of like, well, that's the River of Despair. You know, just comes out. Why, Willa? Why do you call it the River of Despair? Because there's men there, Nada. (laughs) Men. I am always filled with despair when I go there. (laughs) Yeah, that's what makes it. That's how they name things. The Black Widow Shark. Does she spin shark webs? Should we be expecting a new D-grade horror movie? Yes. Black Widow Shark. Starring... Tiffany and Debbie Gibson will be. What are we up to Sharknado? Which, which 10th? 10th? 11th? I think they did like nine of them. Tara Reed, you know, she lives off those now. What do lady Tuscan people look like? Do we even want to know? Honestly, no. And actually, it seems like there is no women. 
Uh-huh. Captain Planet, he's been mentioned singing the theme tune. Okay, Tigra, my mind to your mind. Why you be so sensitive to mind powers? Scuttlebutt, scuttle the thoughts of Scuttle on someone else's mental reef. This is Scuttle because David mentioned that. What did you think was named Scuttle? You said something was named Scuttle. Are we talking about the bird from Area? From, yeah, from but you Little mentioned Mermaid? the last episode. You're like, what's that name, Scuttle? <laughs> I said the mermaid. The mermaid sounded more like scuttle. scuttle. Yes. It didn't enchant me at all. No, this was not Ariel. We should have done this as a tie-in to the little, little, little mermaid, David. Maybe we'll have to re-release that episode next month. Time for psychic vampire mermaid. Thundercats version of a siren. Freaky freak. Tigra likes his fish. <laughs> oh God. And then Leah says, "Tigra, no." <laughs> Technopede. Technopede? She asked. <laughs> we found the source, and of course, snarfs into it again. <laughs> those were those hot spring actions. Uh huh. If you know, you know. Okay, so a homing creature, a Gumplin's third Earth version of pigeons. Now that's going to be quite a mess, especially with Poop Leah. On to the Mumra Burble. He's back to Bungle. <laughs> Mumra, the innocent Burble. So much cackling. Lionel and his camping buddy, Broke Cat Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> will he ever return, David? Will, will Lionel's man? I wish I could quit you. Thundercats Wi-Fi issues make Mumra mad. Let's go camping. Help, I hate camping. Me too, Leah. I would, especially with bugs and things like that, no thank you. Are you an uninvited guest? Is that you, Mumra? Why are you dressed in drag and doing the hula? <laughs> Gotta love Chitara's closet. When you like something, you love it. That is the truth. That is the truth. The gray penile planet returneth in the mentioning, and then another absolutely fastic double kitty feature. Now I have to wait till next month for my kitty fix. Oh well, to the next brilliant podcast. Oh my god, thank you. Leah, we love your insights, your humor. Thank you again, Leah, for supplying the audio that you will be hearing in this episode, of course. And our main episodes of Radical Retro, Leah is continuing to help out on there with supplying us with audio clips, so it means so much. We didn't have anything in time for Matesh yet, but we do have Zach, who has so much details and little insights for the Thundercats fans, because he he gave us such great insight to the episode. So, ho and happy Saturday. Some more bungler mail, B-mail for you, now that I've listened to the latest episode. Zach actually did double duty. He listened to four, you know, our two double episodes together. So, he laughed out loud so many times in public <laughs> during the episodes yesterday. People must have thought he was insane. <laughs> I love this. But you know what? You're insane with us, Zach. Wait a minute. That reminds me of the time that you walked into somebody and you <laughs> screamed at them. Like in terror. But you were the one who walked into them to begin with. Anyway. Yeah, I because I was aloof. Yeah, and I just walked into the person. And they scared me. So I just screamed. I went, ah! In their face. And then walked away. <laughs> Thank God, David. God, what's wrong Anyway, with me? just saying. So Chitara zipping over to the Burble's gold sale and later skewing herself some mermaid meat for the campfire. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Your Burble impressions and ventriloquist hose, I'm speechless. Mumra's missed opportunity to feel the fantasy as Robert Bell. So aquapose. <laughs> 
Because, <laughs> of course, I can't say that. Those knockoff Versace steampunk glasses? Fashion. And the thoughts of the ancient spirits of evil bopping up and down to the beat? Music to my ears. Dance for us, Mumra. <laughs> like Matesh says, Tamagar the Tusca has always been one of my favorites. The phase blown main bolest has come part of my weird childhood vocabulary because of this episode, even though I wasn't quite sure what it meant. I also love the Tusca-Gumplin connection, which you touched on, and the idea that the Tuscas and Gumplins have a long history together, sort of like Thundarians and Snarfs. I love this. You're right about the artwork looking differently. There are a lot of pressure to deliver the 65-episode order of the first season, and Pacific Animation Corporation did outsource some animation to other studios in Japan, Hong Kong, and Korea, which I believe bunglers, especially in Mechanical Plague, had to have been outsourced, and we'll get into it when we get into the main episode, but they did this just to keep up. Sometimes this led to poor quality and off-model weirdness, and other times it resulted in strange anime influences, which is something, yeah, that we definitely always see. Which, honestly, I find amazing in a way, because sometimes these poses of, like, Mumra and, well, and Lionel, you know. Mm-mm-mm. And when you know... It and looks now. amazing. It looks really. It stands out. It stands out like it's it's a real standout moment with with the animation. Uh, truly, and it does stand out because I guess it is different for per se the norm. Zach also says, "I love that David keeps coming back to the notion that the Thundercats are building alliances and friendships fundamentally weakens Mumra's hold on Third Earth. The quiet wickedness of antipathy for our neighbors is wicked enough." I'm not particularly religious, but it's rather perfect that love thy neighbor could be an antidote to the ancient devil priest. So true. Tigra, no! I thought David was going to say the siren calling Tigra was ironic because Tigra is sometimes queer-coded, especially in Thundercat's roar. Oh, can't wait to get to that. (laughs) Reminds me of Tashi's doom gaze. You may mesmerize straight men with your evil beauty, but I am a homo. (laughs) Chitara, I am a woman. And we have to talk about the music. During the Battle of the Technopede, we get to hear the second half of Chitara's theme for the first time, and it is an epic, with its epic guitar solo. We also get a nice chunk of Tiger's theme right after. Gorgeous. Okay, so on to the Mumra Burble, my birthday episode. It is a good one. Oh, and it turns out we're apparently only three days, I'm three days older than Zach. And his episode was The Trial of Mind on the 29th. I think you win, but at least my birthday can never be Thanksgiving. Yes, my birthday does fall on Thanksgiving sometimes. Double food. That's an even better reason to celebrate. Mumra's soliloquy at the beginning is so good. So much drama and delightfulness as he insults the hell out of the mutants. Script editor, showrunner Peter Lawrence has talked about how much he loved writing for Mumra and rewriting other writers' Mumra dialogue. I love that. I suspect this was all him. Anyway, super creepy moments and dramatic lighting throughout this whole episode. And another example of the lair feeling super empty and foreboding. Talk about cries for terror. Yes, we cry for terror around here with the Thundercats. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I agree with David. Showboating Mumra is the biggest bungler here. David's suggestion that we could have carried out this whole scheme as a tiny fly-sized Mumra reminds me of my favorite Mumra disguise of all time. The season three episode, The Bracelet of Power, where Mumra does disguise himself as a fly. And he really does enjoy himself. Zach's insights are just always fantastic. We are very excited because Zach will come on the show soon, soon, on, on one of our upcoming double episodes to... We're going to pick this man's brain, talk about his work on the official Thundercats DVDs back in the day. And it's just amazing to have fans, of course, as we always say, our beautiful bunglers. We can't thank you enough. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for participating. Thank you for contributing. Truly. On to the main episode, David, Mechanical Plague, episode 48 of season one, with the original air date of November 27th, 1985. And of course, thank you to the Thundercats Wikipedia for the trivia and synopsis we will be using today. Start us off, David. I know you got stuff to say about this episode. Oh, oh. So for me, this episode was the theater episode. Life's a show and we all play our parts. And when the music starts, we open up our hearts. I felt like I was watching. <laughs> it was an off-Broadway show. Very off-Broadway, but still. So, so this episode really is about creating a time capsule. So re if you remember, lion had to fight, remember, like, that giant... The caveman. Yeah, the caveman. caveman. to get back the time capsule, which also at some point got him, sent him back to Thundera to meet his father. Yeah, this time capsule is uh, a very hot plot point, evidently. You're right, we're following it up with the continuity that the time capsule exists and it's there. How was I? I'll bet it didn't get everything. Let's see. Take a look. Hey, that's something. Doesn't really look like me, but it's not too bad. Run it again. I, I like the part where I dodge around the table. Was that Snarf? Of course it was me. Strange. Didn't look like you. <laughs> Very funny. What are we going to do with that thing anyway? Each one of us will have one of these recorders. And we're going to make a holographic record of everything that happens on Third Earth. Sounds like fun. But what's it all for? It'll be like a time capsule for future generations. So they can see what it was like here on Third Earth. What's the use of a time capsule, Lionel? Who cares what happened in the past? We can learn from the past. You see a mistake and try not to make it again? Exactly. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's get this show on the road. I thought this was actually a great idea. First of all, we're not promised tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the future is going to hold. And for the Thundercats to have the insight to say, okay, well, we're going to create a time capsule to let, you know, next generations or even other, other entities, other people, other creatures, other intelligent life to see how we live. I think it's an amazing thing. I think that people have been doing time capsules, so to speak, for 
years. Sometimes it's inadvertently because you had a volcano cover you with ash. Pompeii you. style. Very Pompeii. And then sometimes it's like the Boy Scouts who are putting together, you know, putting together stuff in a little time capsule to be opened in a hundred years or whatever. So I really like this. I thought it was great. So the episode really starts with Snarf being <laughs> chased. 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 This is what I put now. This is, I said that day. So Starf is being chased by a, what appears to be, it doesn't actually tell you that it's a camera, but you assume it's a camera watching him, right? I really feel like it was the, the ball from Phantasm. I was yes. waiting to come <laughs> yes. out of it. So Starf is running around and he's trying to evade this. And then he goes into an elevator. He closes it again. And then the thing actually breaks through a, a, a metal door. I actually also got with this you, a great Phantasm, but also that little ball that Darth Vader uses to threaten Princess Leia with that needle that comes out, that little floating droid from Star Wars, which I guess they injected her with. And now, Your Highness, we will discuss the location of your hidden rebel base. Nothing Princess Leia hasn't had, especially on that Christmas episode. Rest in <laughs> peace. Like, we, love like, you, Damn. Carrie, sure. we love you, Carrie. This is genius because, of course, there's always been documentaries. And in the 80s, of course, there was documentaries. But this is almost like reality TV, David. This is like the template. This is Panthro. We have to thank and, uh, and blame for reality TV. Are you saying that he directly created the Kardashian? Yes, yes. Well, no, Ryan. No, Ryan. That's not true because this is third earth and i believe we were second earth i think we're on second earth right now so the kardashians came before panthro oh god and matter of fact oh my god they are the ancient spirits of evil totems this courtney <laughs> chris kim chloe. and chloe oh my god okay that's it that's what they're gonna be forever you, you all have to have somebody to blame and criticize instead of saying what's the problem Wait, the problem is the you, problem. No, you yes it is no you know kim is gonna destroy this little podcast now but you said that she's like get my lawyers on the phone if anything wow. the mom the, the mom would be the would be mumra chris oh using yeah her, using her children to get her power you want me to make a sex tape for you <laughs> oh god well mumra actually is involved in this so we can call upon him we can call upon him. so there is a thing that's i think i think it was lionel that says let's give them a good show so this is this is the beginning of the puns throughout this whole episode you know pertaining to theatrical things and the stage and putting on shows and a musical everybody set let's go ready when you are oh, we can't wait Hi. okay let's make it a great show because then we pan off to or i shouldn't say we just we go to cameron mumra at the viewing pool <laughs> and he's he's of course watching all this and getting you know pissy about it and he and he says so lionel wants a show i'll give him a show they want more yeah so you I'll want more? more i'll give you more For trouble, you came to the right place. If you're looking for trouble, look right in my face. Give me, give me. 
there we go. The ancient spirits of evil are dancing again. But can I just add this also, by the way? Does this make Mumra the first viewer of their show? Because he's already watching them on the cauldron normally. So this is his source of entertainment. This is nothing new. So, Lionel wants a show. <laughs> I'll give him a show. I'll give him... The Thundercats Lost Act! <laughs> this is why I always say, does Mumra really is annoyed by them? But he wants to, he actually just likes to toy with them too, because he, he's, he's, he's got his, his, his afterlife, so to speak, has more meaning because he has something to fight for. You give my life meaning. I don't you know. You give me meaning. We already had this conversation. If I was Mumra, I would be transforming into some hottie, talking to the the maidens the the warrior maidens i'd be i'd be doing all this stuff he don't want the warrior maidens maidens though he wants honestly i think it's because the ancient spirits of evils have him on a shorter leash than we think we may actually find that out in the future <laughs> there might be a, a little hostility there so to sum up to the point that we have so far if you can't follow <laughs> because I know us. Panthro unveils his latest invention, the holographic recorder, a floating video camera. He reveals that these recordings will follow and capture the activities of each of the Thundercats, and these recordings will be saved as a time cap in the time capsule so that future generations may learn and benefit from them. Eager to show off their skills, the Thundercats set out in different directions with their recorders following them. Having observed all this from his cauldron, Mumra flies to a barren desert-like area by invoking the ancient spirits of iron and steel. This was amazing. Brings to life the Technopede, the Plundarian Warbot, the Driller, and the Mechano Set. So this is Mechanical Play. Yes, so, first of all, did you know that there was a salvage yard right by the Black Pyramid? Things keep getting stranger over there, right? Like, this is nothing but trouble at this point, the movie with, with Mumra. He probably has some kind of, like, roller coaster bone crusher out there. <laughs> so, so Mumra goes, he has this plan, he wants to put on a really good show. And he says something to the effect, like you said, ancient spirits of iron and steel salvage the war machines of the past and the robots of the past and send a mechanical plague to bring down the curtain, bring down the curtain <laughs> once and for all on those wretched Thundercats. <laughs> Then he keeps saying, each one that rises up, seek and destroy. Seek and destroy. Seek and destroy. Seek and destroy. Driller, though. A poor driller. 
I mean, he summons him with this spell, but the driller, as we know, is always readily available if you just give him some diamonds. I mean, he was just with Boots with the Fur Jackalman with his episode working for him. So it's funny that they kind of considered him like a lost relic. <laughs> Mom was like, I didn't give him no more diamonds no more. He, he rusted under there. Well, apparently Jackalman didn't help Call him out. Or for diamonds either. No. <laughs> after, they, after they broke up the band. So there's also a part, again, that Mumra is, of course, his, his dialogue, his inner dialogue just comes out and just dribbles out no matter what. You may have defeated these robots at one time, but together they'll give you quite a different show. <laughs> you may have got the better of these robots one at a time, Thundercat, but together they'll give you quite a different show. A tragedy. getting very uh, Shakespearean. The sad part is, though, he's wasting all his best material on the cauldron because no one gets to hear these amazing puns of Mumra besides us. I feel like Mumra is going to be like one day, did you know that I used to star on Broadway? (laughs) Was this baby Jane? Whatever happened to Mumra? (laughs) It's my show. It is Mumra's show. It is I who control the characters. When he has Slythe appear, right? He must call the mutants at one point. Slythe is just grabbing the cauldron today. He's looking in. And then Mumra pulls his dramatic whisper act again. So, Slythe, you will never have a better chance to destroy Lionel once and for all. Gather your miserable mutants and attack him while the other Thundercats are occupied by my mechanical blade. Now, is this again something that the actor is doing with Mumra? Like, lately, I've noticed he does these. He goes from the, to now this whispering Mumra. I wonder if that's just him saving his voice or if he is deliberately doing these more calm whispering to Snow. No, that's the voice. That's the voice that I do when my children are doing something in public and I'm I'm tired of them embarrassing me and I'm like, <laughs> if you don't stop right now, you plundarian fools. <laughs> if you don't stop right now, I will kill you. No, I would never say that, but you will be in trouble later. Let's tune back in, David, to the fellow I Thundercats. Back in. What, what they're doing. Accolades on the last two episodes, and I'm really, I don't want to bomb this now. I just felt that the whole theatric of everything, every, see what Mumar does is he, he gravitates on one thing, and then he fixates on it, and then he. Yes, until it fails. <laughs> 
but it's so dramatic and I love it because think about it again being the, the sarcophagus for as long as he has being uninterrupted by anything yes 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 I he's mean crazy. it has to be boring he's, he's certifiably crazy oh but so entertaining oh god you know the difference between him and Skeletor is Skeletor I mean we have the mutants but Skeletor always has his lackeys living with him he doesn't have to go through the solo treatment he ha- has Panthor he's got everybody there Trapjaw Evil Lend beast man mumra is honestly all alone besides those ancient spirits of evil that we assume he don't really want to get into conversations with <laughs> well maybe so, he should go to the, the the animal rescue and pick himself up something mm, how, how mm, you never know maybe he will maybe he'll maybe he should get the the black widow shark and put it in the pool it's so beautiful. Can we just talk about everyone is doing amazing things, right? Chitara's running at her top speed, using her staff to run back and forth. Panthro is not only using the Thunder Tank, he is... I mean, talk about a show, David. Like Linda I Carter. really felt that Panthro, if you watch it, now I could be crazy. If you watch it, you see how Panthro keeps turning around, looking at the camera. Now, I know it's probably because he wants to make sure that... That it's working but it was totally giving me rupaul snapshot i don't know if you know <laughs> that song look it up I felt like he was going off with the nunchucks and he kept looking at the camera like, you know, take me on my good side, don't want me on my bad side. I also wrote, Chitara taunting the rock people. As part of her performances, she's like, I'm going to go with these rock people, going to throw rocks, and you're going to see how fast She knew, right? That's true. She knew they were there. Yeah, she had to have known. She's like, I'm going to taunt the rock people. (laughs) Yeah. They ain't going to throw gold, baby. They ain't going to throw gold at you. This isn't Mardi Gras. You're not getting the beads. Actually, they honestly should do that for her once a year. The Burble Village. They should do like a parade, a Chitara parade. And they should just gather and just throw things at her. I love when uh, she goes out of nowhere, like fiercely growls and stuff. You're right. She is taunting these rock giants because she did choose to go that terrain with her three miles you know everyone knows tigra did she mention that to, to the machine i could only go three miles but watch me here you know how chitaro always gets that rasp sometimes she's like look at here maybe not like that <laughs> wily kit and wily cat by the way continuity Who's fallen off the spaceboard again? Wily Cat. Although, I love this. You think she's going to help him up with her lasso, and then she ends up spinning him some more, and he's just spinning and spinning. But that's their relationship, and they are so... That's their banter. They have to be twins, obviously, right? Oh, yeah, they're twins. Yes, they're, they are twins. That's their relationship, and I, I love the fact that he is not perfect, that he right. still has this and he's learning and so that also goes for me with the whole premise that girls mature faster than boys that's where i thought they took it from too yeah i honestly did i i I have a special place for the wily kid and wily cat because again they're children but at the same time they do step up when they need to and they do they do make some really good points they they do prove again we've talked about this before like with even with snarf prove that the reason why they are a thundercat so i love it i love that they still have some 
it's it's really interesting. It's like putting a little tiny baby near a toxic waste dump. It's like so weird to me because Third Earth is so treacherous and horrible and dangerous, but they still have that sense of adventure and childlike behavior, and it's it's different. But it's refreshing in the sense and knowing that children, no matter what, are always are innocent. all the same. They're 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 innocent. They're looking to for information and learning. So and they play craps in bed because they can't go camping. Listen, sometimes you got to make money. So uh, the other thing I wanted to tell you is that in the beginning with this whole time capsule thing, they were like, why do we need a time capsule? It's like stupid. And they basically, you know, to ex- they explained to them why the kid and why the cat so that people next generations can see how we lived and what we went through and, and this and that. So, And then we cut to poor old Snarf, who, by the way, the animation, he looked like, I don't know, he looked like bootleg Snarf to me a few times in this episode, especially. Poor Snarf. His reality TV show is that of the 1800s housewife. Snarf is hanging laundry. He has to tell this poor camera that this is what this is what he's doing today. Look at me, look at me. And then he this is his life. So you we see that he's still a slave, David. Like even on camera, you know, it's proven. And he gets stuck there for the rest of the episode, by the way. His tail gets stuck on the the line of the laundry, and he's just hanging from cat's Which, lair. Don't you so. find it interesting that it looks like a, a flagpole? I would have thought they would have put like a flagpole, a, 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 a yes. That symbol. Uh, I know. I know it's it's on like the breastplate of the. Well, it's on the everything cat. else, David. They couldn't possibly put. It's on the toilet. It's on the buttons. It's on the it's everything. Merchandising. Maybe you should take a page out of that book, Radical Ryan. Well, we got a story, Radical ones. It involves <laughs> t-shirts. We got to tell you that on the main it, show. It involves treachery. Treachery. And David investigating. Yes. Here, you'll hear this on the upcoming main show of the Radical Retro Rewind. Can we get to David Lionel on the hill? And I his adorable childlike laugh that he's showing off his sword, right? He's like, ha, 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 ha. Like, he's so happy that he's hoeing up there. Oh, my God. That's what I put. <laughs> And he had dark eyes. The animation he like Lionel showed him with black with eyes, his sword, laughing with joy <laughs> as it shoots <laughs> out various streams of power in different lights. <laughs> Lionel's playing with his sword, laughing with joy. <laughs> Listen, I—it was a cute moment for me. Okay, no, it, it was. It was. And is this when he says, David, the line that you liked? I remember you saying this. Is this when he says something like he doesn't do retakes or something? Like that? Mumra has released the mechanical plague and all of the Thundercats separately are being yes. attacked by these various mechanical creatures and robots. Then you see the fact that Mumra had told Slythe, which we talked about already, so they are going to ambush Lino on the, the mountain that he's showing off yes. his magical powers. <laughs> which it was I thought it was really cool. Very, very theatrical. So Lino he says, gotta make this good because I don't do retakes or reshoots or something like that. I hope you're getting all this because I'm not doing any retakes. So then you see the mutants that are attacking him. I love the fact, again, going back to when Mumra, he's showing them the slideshow at the viewing pool and tells them to gather their miser- miserable mutants up. <laughs> gather his mis- he tells Slive, gather your miserable mutants up. You won't have a better time to take care of Lionel now while well, the other Thundercats are occupied by my mechanical plague. Well, they're too busy filming themselves for only fans. 
Slive, go now. Oh, he, oh, so Lionel does say, I have this down. I hope you're getting all this because I don't do retake. So he's being attacked by the mutants. Interesting, and I wanted to throw a question at you. So Lionel at some point calls the Thundercats, right? We wanted action. Looks like we got it. This whole time, Tiger is fighting one. Tiger was fighting the one that the the, the mutant one that attacked Castle, right? Giant Technopede attacks Panthro. The Warbot, yes, yeah, signals out Tigra. The Drilla traps Titara, and the Mechano sect goes after the kittens. They're fighting these various mechanical creatures. Lionel calls to them. They get their power up and then all of a sudden magically they're able to destroy these things without even blinking an eye so i wrote lionel got them to get over their personal issues to protect him like literally they were about to get killed by the thing that took down the whole team beforehand they did it with one thundercat only so they could get to him that's all like that's what propelled them to do this chitara was literally covered with rocks in a hole and she's like no i need to get to him like that's it. You, you, they, they have no control of their own body. I don't care how you get here. Just get here <sighs> if you can. That's what he said. I'm thinking that it's like a power-up. And that that's like the Thundercat, the crystal meth power-up that they get when... But I also feel like it gives them more clarity, more vision, because they have to get to help Lionel. Tunnel vision. They must get in, in, infused with more power because all of a sudden, Panther's nunchucks blow a hole right into the thing. And this, you know, it's got to be. And they did, by the way, when Tiger finally gets his power to attack, they did him dirty. They drew his little Tiger feet jagged. His toes were jagged. I'd never seen Tiger's feet. Maybe so he needed a pedicure. <laughs> he Actually, he did. Poor Tiger. So under orders from Mumra, the mutants make a beeline for Lionel, who is busy showing off his swordsmanship for the recorder. Fortunately, the Sword of Omens warns the young lord in time to use it to summon his friends. Upon seeing the cat signal, the Thundercats are endowed with renewed strength, and thus able to easily defeat their respective robot opponents. They join their leader. What's weird at this at the end, David, is they go back to find Snarf, who's hanging out, right? And they do state, Panthro mentions some a quote. So basically Hamlet exists in Third Earth, because he mentions Hamlet. I know it's it's for us, more say, of like the, the viewer at home. To me, that's like a really out there. And then, does Snarf say who's Hamlet, or what's Hamlet? Like, they know it. They just know no, it. No, somebody it's says something like, what's Hamlet? Oh, they do say that? Because I was I just like, I think Snarf, what? when he leaves, when he's walking through the door, at the, when they leave, he says, what's what's Hamlet? So he he doesn't know. He doesn't know. But Panthro? Very strange. Well, again, this was the theatrical show. So, okay. So a few things that I also wrote down. After they get defeated, Mumra, of course, is at the viewing pool. He, he calls them mutants. What should he have basically expected? They're cowards. They're bunglers. And he says, obviously, I expected too much from the cast of a bit play mutants. <laughs> Mutants. Rest assured, Thundercats, this was just a rehearsal. But when <laughs> when it comes to the real performance, I, Mumra the Ever-Living, will star. And I will not leave the stage until I destroy you. Cowards. Bangers. Obviously, I expected too much from a cast of bit play. Rest assured, Thundercats, this was just a rehearsal. When it comes to the real performance, I, Mumra, the ever-living, will star. 
and I will not leave the stage until I have destroyed you. I put the note from Sister Act when Whoopi Goldberg says, they said, are you a showgirl? Show and he says, she goes, no, I was a headliner. He carried this literally through his monologue with the mutants too. So the mutants were like, what the F just happened to Mumra? Or like you said, he sa- he keeps telling them, I used to be a rocket. These legs would kick with the best. <laughs> I dreamed a dream in time gone by. <laughs> When hopes were high and life worth living, I dreamed Mamra would never die. <laughs> I prayed the evil spirits were forgiving. Giving yes. <laughs> when I was young and unafraid. <laughs> well, there you go. We said this was going to be the musical episode. Maybe next time use your eyes and look at me. I'm the drama queen if that's your thing, baby I can even do reality So, trivia, David? Sure. Matter of fact, there isn't too much trivia. They actually call it Notes of Interest this week. The various robots of Mumra's Resurrects have all appeared in previous episodes. The giant technopede from Tamagar the Tusca, Plundarian Warbot from Return to Fundera, Driller from Spinning Image, Return of the Driller, and Jackalman's Rebellion, and the Mechanosec also from Return of the Driller. One of the scenes in the footage of Snarf that is being played back is actually a scene from Snarf Takes Up the Challenge. This This episode makes use of a lot of existing footage from previous episodes, including Exodus, Return of the Driller, Sixth Sense, Tamagar, Snarf Takes Up the Challenge, and the Time Capsule, and the show's opening titles. Honestly, an amazing, amazing episode. I think, yes, even these elements, like you were saying, tickled me pink with the the Mumra's theatricalness. So this was a great episode, David. He is a star. And this was just a dress rehearsal. Remember that. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Mumra ain't here for that. So, David. I just really enjoyed it. I hope we touched upon everything I wanted. I wrote a, like, a slew of notes and I just kind of like, you know, we do this. I thumb through them trying to think about what I wanted to say. And I, I definitely enjoyed it because of the theatrics and the ridiculousness. And Mumra is is king, king, king of perpetuating. Or queen. Well, yeah, could be. He's our queen. <laughs> MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You can win Thundercats toys by playing the Bubble Yum Bubblegum, Lifesavers Roll Candy, Bonkers Chewy Candy, Instant Win Game. Lino, Chitara, Mumra! <laughs> to play, look for special displays in stores where you might find U1 wrappers inside packs of Lifesavers, Bubble Yum, and Bonkers. Or write Thundercats, P.O. Box 1125, Ridgely, Maryland, for free wrappers. You can win one of over 200,000 prizes. Thundercats, ho! Trapped. Episode 49 of Season 1, with the original air date of November 28th of 1985. This is... The Feliner is caught in the middle of a torrential storm with Tigra and Chitara inside it. Despite all of his efforts, Panthro is unable to talk the spaceship to a safe landing from inside Cat's lair. Suddenly, Snarf bursts into the control room and alerts Panthro and Mumra that the Thunder Kittens are missing. Cat's lair to Feliner, what's your status? I think the auto-navigator's burnt out. And it looks like about 86% control loss in left rudder circuits. Not good. Can we talk them in safely? Frankly, Lionel, the book says no. But I never read that book. Lair the feliner. Lock onto my signal. I'm talking you down. find the Thunder Kittens anywhere. They must be outside, trapped in this awful storm. We've got to find them. Settle down, Snarf. We'll find them. Go ahead, Lionel. I've got this end covered. As long as communications hold out. Remember a few episodes ago when they were out in the rain and Snarf said, I don't know, Lionel. I have enough problem keeping up with you. Leave them outside. Now Snarf's, oh my god, they're out there and... Oh, oh, I'm done with my laundry. I'm allowed to come out. Snarf is always going to be the heart and the mom, so to speak, or the dad figure of the whole group, regardless, regardless. Snarf complains about things, but at the same time, he would be the first person to bring soup to somebody that's sick and take care of them. Even though we think that's supposed to be his job, he does it because he loves them. It's not because he's like, he could probably say, I'm not doing this anymore and walk away. It's because he is devoted to them. He's devoted to Lionel. He is Lionel caregiver and will be indefinitely no matter how big he gets to call back because of course we love retro things over here it's alice from the brady bunch who else mr belvedere Mm -hmm. you know it's that person that's supposed the nanny you know it's a person in your lives that take care of you but they work for you but they're part of the family kind of thing yeah so he says that the kittens are missing hey this storm is worse than i thought 
Some kind of force field is blocking the sword. You mean... You can't find Wily Kit and Wily Cat? But they must be somewhere! Deep inside the forest, the stranded Wily Kit and Wily Cat are struggling to stay ahead of the storm. By a stroke of luck, they spot a suspension capsule from the original flagship so they did not sweep that area any anymore it was and by the way was that jaga's time capsule because he didn't use his i just thought of it maybe that's why there was one extra one because jaga would have gone in the suspension capsule had he not had to disappear into dust oh wow that was some that's really great ryan i wouldn't have thought of that but yeah maybe it was it just came to me now, so I don't know, but... I like that, because they would have used the ones that they were in. Although, at the same time, when when they arrived on Third Earth, maybe they would have... I don't know. It's like Spaceballs. Spaceballs! Everyone's trying to evacuate at the end. Watch out! Get to the evacuation thing. So, by the way, did you notice they reused... I mean, I'm sure it says it later, but... They reused that scene of Wile E. Kid and Wile E. Cat under the tree when Lionel goes, That's the worst place to be! Get out! Away from the tree! You know, that's the first thing that I thought of. Not that it was the same scene. I heard Lionel telling them, basically, <laughs> saying that's the worst. Get away from there. Get to a clear. And yet they're doing it again! They're doing it right well, again! And fireballs falling at you you ch- you want to try to take cover someplace but what is that that's right this is torrential storm this is not a normal storm dave we're on third earth ryan third earth so okay so the warrior maidens are their trees on fire at this point because it's raining at the same time so no maybe oh. not. <laughs> willa <laughs> It's those cats again! They spot the suspension capsule. They quickly go inside to stay dry and safe from the storm. But the lid of the capsule jams, trapping the duo inside. It's a suspension capsule from our original spaceship. At least it'll keep us warm and dry. We better call Cat's Lair. Tell him not to worry. Um, I forgot my communicator. You'd forget your head if it wasn't attached. Lucky someone remembered. I spell that kind of luck B-A-D. Panthro's gonna ground us for a week for wandering this far away. We deserve it, though. Capsule must be interfering with my comm signal. Well, go outside. I'll help you open the lid. Hush, Wily Cat. I am. I am. We're trapped. Wily Kit to Cat's Lair. Come in. Anyone. Wily Kit, where in Thundera are you? Increase your signal. I can barely make you out. We're trapped inside this old suspension capsule. The lid stuck shut. Wily Kit, I've lost contact. Yeah, now we'll never get a fix on their location. Okay, I'm just going to say it. Terrifying, being trapped in a coffin. And not only that, it's during a storm. The communication doesn't work. Horrifying, if this was really life. Oh, absolutely. The one thing that was a saving grace is, though, that there was a glass you could see through. We also have to mention there's a lot of close-ups of Slythe in this episode. A matter of fact, again, he signaled out, right? And they kind of all look at him. And they they close up on his face. And I just loved seeing Slythe. This is also another great 
part when Lionel, did you remember this when Lionel's trying to take the Thunder Tank to go get them? And there's like a bolt of uh, flame coming down and the Thunder Tank kind of reverses and backs up into the underneath the hand of the lair. I liked Lionel's moving to avoid that. But then of course the tank gets crushed yeah. under the arm, unfortunately. So what's this message you've intercepted, Vulture Man? It better be good! <laughs> it's good all right, Reptile! The Thunder Brats are trapped in one of their old suspension capsules! <sighs> right there! <laughs> A perfect opportunity! No! <sighs> yes! For once you might be right, Vulture Man! But Slythe, the storm is too much for a sky cutter. <laughs> You'll have to take the nose diver. <laughs> Me? Just throw the capsule back to Castle Plunder, Slythe. We'll take care of the Thunder Kittens. <laughs> When the mutants actually get to the suspension capsule, David, I thought this was really well done. The sound of the nosediver being heard, and you see, like, from overhead, Slythe and footsteps come into view, and then you see him looking over the Thunder Kittens. Really good. Really, really good use, I thought, of suspense. Gotta stay calm, Wily Cat. Someone will come. What's that sound? Sly, what's he doing here? We have two different events going on here. We have three events. Yes. We have a horrible storm going on that's re wreaking havoc all over the area, destroying things. We have Wily Kid and Wily Cat who eventually ends up trapped in a, in one of their capsules from the original ship that they came in on. You have the feliner, which is being totally ripped apart by these storms, electrical things and everything else. And Panther is trying to guide them in, but there's right. interference with the electrical storm. Panthro, please repeat. That flare-out jammed your transmission of the last coordinates. You're drifting 10 degrees astern. Correcting. Power down on number two stabilizers. Panthro, we just lost control. So you have the Wily Kid and Wily Cat trying to communicate with Cat Slayer to let them know where they are. And then you have Chitara and uh, Tigra, who is trying to maneuver their way back without crashing or getting killed, back to Cat Slayer with the Feliner, which is badly damaged. You have then, you have the part where, yes, you have the part where Lion-O is going to try to go get the kittens, the arms or the claws of the cat's cat lair fall yeah. down because it was, you know, smashed by one of these things. And then the bridge was also, the drawbridge was also destroyed. If they're trapped in a suspension capsule, then they must be near the crash site of our original spaceship. 
a lot, a lot of things. Uh, uh, the odds are stacking up against them in this episode. While this is all going on, you. This is. I love this. You. Go, you <laughs> while they're while everyone's trying to communicate with Cat's Lair, you they they go to Castle Blundar, and you see that apparently the mutants added a direct TV dish or a satellite oh, dish yeah, on top of the, just randomly on top of the on top of the point of Castle Blundar. It's like you know they had that big soccer game coming up on on throwing Blundar. that satellite dish over there that whatever which then disappears because it doesn't stay there. So they put that up there, and then they they obviously in- intercept. Yes, they obviously intercept the communication, so then they go for the Wily Kid and Wily Cat. But also, who is also intercepting those that communication? And then you have Mumra at the viewing pool <laughs> saying, I'm going to get in on this deal. I can do so much better with those <laughs> really those, those wretched little kittens. that he, he, he actually has a special hate for them. And that goes back again to me. That me to me that goes back to the fact that they're innocent which is totally the opposite of what he stands for his evil powers his evil insides so i feel like he really has a hatred for the thunder kittens because they are representation of the purest the youngest the sweetest the most untouched by time a perfect opportunity if i had those wretched thunder kittens I could lure lion and the others to their doom. So, mine, they shall be! His idea was... That Maybe he doesn't like kids, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just never liked kids. I don't know. He's disgusted. Just to prove my point, he comes off as totally disgusted with them. Like, they are beyond... Like, he, he can't stand the rest of them, but for some reason, there's a special place that he hates them so much. Well, he... Okay, so they're back to Castle Plundar, and they begin, as always, beating this time capsule with rudimentary with weapons, trying to beat it, and then Marmra shows up and says, I could do something better, though, right? He does say I that. Can I like, step in? Any objections? Mine. My mind. Any objections? Yeah. And Doesn't then he say something like that? Like, well, if you don't mind, I'm just gonna take these these, yeah. these kids from you. Because he says something like, no! Like, when they're beating the capsule, to me, maybe he thought he was gonna control them? I'll take that capsule if you have no objection there! Stay out of this, Mumra! Yes! What? You! You dare challenge me? So here's my thought. So they're trying to beat open the capsule with their um, maces and all this, you know, ridiculous stuff. And then Mumra comes in and says, if there's any objections, if there isn't any objections, I'm taking them. And then Slythe tries to attack him and he says, you dare. You step to me? Step up to me and try to. So they fight for about five seconds and Mumra releases his magic evil and then he starts he takes the capsule and starts flying off now while this is going on chitara has one of her premonitions well, they land, by the way yeah they they managed to land with which i would have done to beginning lionel uses the eye of thundera to guide them down which was whose idea whose idea snarf's idea snarf. again snarf saves the day with his quick thinking maybe you can guide them down with the eye of thundera Snarf, that's it. Thunder, 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 thundercats. Oh! No! 
It's guiding us in. Welcome back. Thanks, Panthro. I didn't think we were going to make it. That's right. We... Ah, oh, oh. Chitara, what's wrong? My sixth sense telling me Wily Kit and Wily Cat are trapped at Castle Plunder. Again, proving that Snarf is so valued and so important that need they not a, him and Panther. I would have thought that too. The first thing I would well, have been like, "That's not what I." But we're 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 a viewers. lighthouse, like a lighthouse. We're viewers. We're not. Well, that's in the, true. So she has a premonition. She does one of her Phoebe from Charm premonitions. <laughs> she, she can even smell, taste, feel everything. David. She just gets off the feliner and she's already cramped over in pain. And then she goes something like, "Yes, I thought we were gonna die. Oh, my sixth sense." They're at Castle Blundar, and I wrote very yes. specific Chitara. Like, she got all that just from one second. She went, oh, my sixth sense. <laughs> and she's like, and Snarf, you put my leotard in the dryer when I told you to air dry it. <laughs> she, could, she could see past the gold sail at the burbles, but she did see that. So... <laughs> They have to free the Thunder Tank. And I love this. Panthro is able to get it out. And he has this little cute smile knowing that the tank would pull out. He does this kind of like, I'm going to get this out kind of thing. Like, I know my baby, the tank. They end up using the tank. And Shitara's like, can we cross it? They jump the gap of the, you know, the cat's lair where the bridge was out. And as soon as they do, one final flaming rock hits. And just like that, just like real life, the storm ends. Literally one big ball and all is calm. Finally, the storm's over. They end up using some small charges to blow up part of the the claw that come that's that's trapped <laughs> on top of the thunder tank. They propel themselves. They build up as much speed as they can. They propel themselves. They claw of the of the tank is, is clawing its way up the side of the chasm. I had no doubt. Did you? I had no. no doubt. And then there's a flaming ball that's going to hit them, so they have to move quickly. So that he puts the thrusters on, which I thought he would have done to begin with. Yeah. Sets the thrusters on, and they narrowly escape, and then the storm clears up. Then they're on their way to Castle. Pl- and then you see they see that <laughs> mumra is already towing the capsule with him and i love this again lionel can just send his little claw shield to attach to mumra's cape and he doesn't feel this this is the second time that evidently he is weightless lionel he doesn't feel anything <laughs> yes well there's also a part where chitar is like well i guess we're going to the black we're following what does she say i guess we're following <laughs> mumra now yeah, they were headed to the, to Plundar, but then they, they noticed him flying away with the capsules. Mumra, he's got the Thunder Kittens! Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go get him! Lionel attaches himself. Mumra kind of finally figures it out. And they get to the Black Pyramid, and there's this battle, right? Wily Kit and Wily Cat, they pull out a capsule, and you're like, what are they going to do? Because normally, wouldn't that explode inside the capsule? But we find out what, what they're using it for, which is smart. This time, you are doomed, Thundercats! We've got to help Lionel, Wily Kit. But how? Ah, I've got just the thing. 
did you to kind of pull back a little bit on the way to the black pyramid they're chasing and lionel's attached to his cape which should just be tattered and shredded but anyway i exactly whatever did you get the total vibe do you remember in bram stoker's dracula when they're trying to beat the guys who want to kill dracula to the castle with winona ryder and the motion and and did you get the feeling that he was trying he's racing to the black pyramid to get inside the pyramid with the kittens yes 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 like he wasn't engaging he wasn't turning around and trying to zap lionel he was trying to make it where was that where his his power is the most powerful yeah. within the because of those obelisks and stuff that he's there i think that at the ancient spirit and maybe he, honestly he should seal the hole off the tip it should close off when he comes in yeah because during that rain why didn't it come in I don't know, but I'm. I that's the vibe I got. I got this feeling like, and, and it actually really enthused me. I don't know why, because I guess because I like that Ram Stoker's Dracula. Like he was trying to beat out the sunlight or something. Like he was running, getting to yes, the pyramid. Yes, yes, yes. And it's creepier too when a villain re- goes back to their castle in the mountain or their evil, creepy lair. So yes, definitely. Yeah, it's home. It's it's home turf advantage. Totally. A battle ensues between Mumra and Lionel, which he said, and yes. Mumra ends up besting him, and the sword of omens flies out of his hand. He says, "You thought." you could defeat me with that what piece of tin is that what he says no that was the last time this one he's just life's a show no for these wretched thunder kittens hey you miserable mummy what So then you hear Wiley and Wiley Cat saying, you stupid mummy or you decrepit mummy. And then he goes to see and then they blow up this thing which reflects like a bubble that reflects. And then he sees his reflection and then takes off. And it's instantaneous. I always love, though, when it happens because he's so shocked every time like of what he looks like. I would be like, I remember. I Okay. Oh, keep it together. Driving Mumbra. up at 2.30 in the morning and when you get up and you accidentally look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> I'd have the same re- <laughs> Ah! I'd have the same response too. So he's gone. That's it. Bye, Mumra. Bye. Lionel, you did it. Not me, Chitara. It was Wily Kid and Cat from inside the capsule. It just goes to show. Show what, Chitara? No matter how bad things seem, you're not trapped until you stop trying. Speaking of trying, let's get them back to the lair and try to get them out of there. You know, we cut back to our summing up the episode at the Cat Slayer. They have the capsule on that round table in their meeting table where they eat and do everything in Cat Slayer. And they're like, 
how are we gonna open this capsule? We don't want to kill them inside, basically. I thought they were teasing them at you first. No, at first it came, Shitara's like, mm, no, that'll freeze them to death. Yeah, I was just like, what? Like, what about those cutting torches? It won't cut through the metal. Which is weird to me, because, I don't know, I thought it was very easy. And Snarf, David? What does Snarf do? Have you ever thought about just giving it a really good kick? And they're like, come on, Snarf. And he's like, no, really? No, really? <laughs> I would do that. And he and he'd see, swung his tail around, hit it, and it opened. I love that. It's like the fawns. Yeah. And then what did they say? Something. The next time we have something, we know we have to go to Snarf or something. Next time we have a problem. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You know who to get he to. Got, he got them back alive because they couldn't think of using the Sword of Omens. And he able to get them out without any problems. So I'm going to say Team Snarf all the way right now. We couldn't possibly do this without him. But there must be a way to open it, Panthro. Open it, sure. But without injuring Wily Kid and Wily Cat? Yeah, I see what you mean. Well, you gotta do something. We're thinking, Snarf. We're all thinking. Are we gonna be trapped in here until we're old? Say we could... No, never mind. That would freeze them. How about those cutting torches? Set low. Wouldn't cut the metal. Well, we'd better think of something before their air runs out. Air? Anyone try giving it a good swift kick? Come on, Snarf. This is serious. <laughs> I am serious, Lion-O. Next time anyone gets trapped, Snarf, old buddy, remind me to listen to you. You can count on me! And Team Chitara for having her very powerful Phoebe from Charm premonition. It's truly. She's like, powerful premonition. Remember that one when she got her premonitions back and she was able to like, she almost got killed. The eyes have it. Yeah, She's when she five. was like super powerful. And wind, wind was blowing in her hair and everything. That's how profound that premonition was. Anyway, for those who don't watch Charmed, I'm sorry, but that definitely gave me that with Chitara. It's even more of a reason to watch Charmed. <laughs> you can see Phoebe's premonitions like Chitara. And notes of interest. The rock giant in the rock giant. The thunder kittens get trapped in outside in a storm. Okay, seek shelter under a tree and they get struck by lightning. These same events occur in this episode as well. This episode marks the second time that the Thundercats suspension capsules make an appearance. They first featured in Exodus and would later go on to appear again in Time Switch. Ooh, dun 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 dun. And that's what we got for this. So, like you mentioned earlier, there were so many things going on, but yet coherent at the same time. And I have to give this episode another high accolades. I really, really liked both episodes. As always, you know, my biggest fear is I hope we did it justice by, what well, you know, speaking about it. Because, you know, we bounced around again. There was a part, and I don't remember, when the Thunder Tank did a, like, like, leapt like a rabbit. Was that in the first yeah, episode? Yeah, yes. No, that was in this one. It literally it jumps. jumps. Yeah, it, like, it, like, goes boop. Like a bat- bunny rabbit. I thought that was so funny. The, the, that, the Thunder Tank twists and conforms and changes to so many different things. It's the best. Honestly, it is really one of the best vehicles. In I miss my Thunder Tank. I had the Thunder Tank. It's gone. 
Well, we do have one more thing to get through, David. Oh, who's the biggest bungler? Bungler! You bungler! Once again, you have failed. You bungled it! Delightful! Ooh, and now I get to add that newest bungler clip. Ooh, here we go. <laughs> Are you jumping in your chair with your legs up? Oh, no! Swinging them back and forth. I'm, I'm swinging my little mum rough feet. <laughs> you know what I always think about when when you say like that. I'm thinking of Return to Oz, the rock guy who's wearing Dorothy's red Slip- little slippers, and yeah. he's like, "Ooh, these you made." Mm. <laughs> Stay tuned. We will be doing that on our main show eventually. So, David, uh, I can't think of a bungler for our first episode but i guess besides mumra but i mean he did do a good job orchestrating this plan so who honestly bungled in that episode chitara for showing off at the rock giants and then getting trapped in a hole no i'm gonna say he's like no you will not say chitara i i i'm gonna be honest with you i believe that the mutants are outmatched by Lionel alone because he does have the sort of omens. Yes. Like they they have power in numbers where monkeying can be on one side shooting and the other person could be this way. And yes, they have that, but as far as strength, as far as sheer power from the sword, I think that Lionel is more than a match for them, considering he took on Mumra. 1000%. I'm going to say that the mutants in the first episode were the bunglers because they had the opportunity to take on Lionel without any Thundercat help yes, yes. in the beginning, and they should have worked a little faster on trying to take him down. Like, they could have blown up the mountain, so he fell down the side of the mountain. They could have done other things. Right! Mumra orchestrated the whole thing, so you could say, and ultimately, he bungled. But at the same time, his plan was really good as far as... It was, I mean, honestly, it was good. But the formula is the same thing, Ryan. The Thundercats, you know, Tigra might be looking for Thundranium or whatever this, and Panther might be over here. And when he calls them with the sword, then they all come. So, except for certain episodes where you never see the Thundercats, you wonder why Tigra never showed up or... Yeah, I was where could he have been? Unless he was in another, like, planet, like you said. Yeah, I never get that either. But, or the Wily Kit and Cat. So, I mean, it's not like he's never faced the mutants alone. So it's kind of like silly in one way. So that's a bungle on Mumra's part. I hope people are keeping up with me because I'm like all over the place with my thoughts. Mumra bungled the fact that he did not account for the fact that the Thundercats could still basically help Lionel because they still could. They weren't dead. (laughs) They weren't captured. They may have been pinned down someplace. So the mutants ultimately bungled because of the fact that they couldn't take on Lionel and get the job done before the other Thundercats came to help. I'll take that because I couldn't come up with anything else. In Trapped, I'll say, I would say Wily Kit and Wily Cat only because maybe they should have known that the capsule was going to lock, but was it just broken? So I guess I can't blame them for that because maybe they, they normally could open it from the inside. Because that's not a really good failsafe if you can't open something from the inside. They seem like they could have. I guess they thought they could have. I'll say that, but I actually I don't blame them if they thought maybe they could just, you know, get into it for the time being. Slot? No, I mean, everyone did their part. I guess, what, Mumra for interrupting the mutants, beating them up? Because they could have been We dead, would call that lack of communication. That's not what we would call it, no. Honestly, I don't think they would have done anything. I think they would have just made them cook. 
for them because you know they love a good slave the mutants so i feel like i'm gonna say like the the wily kid and wily cat because they always seem to get themselves into trouble but at the same time they're always out anybody anybody really bungle bungle. <laughs> you could say that mumra bungled because once he shot the sword of omens out of lino's hand he became cocky and didn't keep going uh, yes yes going. Because again, if I was in this universe, I would have had, if I wanted the Thundercats dead, they would have been gone. I would have thought of, I would have come up with an easy way to take care of it. He could, he can appear in people's rooms from the pyramids. There's not, (laughs) there's no magical shield on Cat's Lair. It's not like you're in Shira where the Crystal Castle has a a magical uh, shield over it. If you don't only. have that. I thought about that. I thought about that as a plot for another Thundercats episode where they were able to put some kind of a force shield and then they get trapped inside. Inside! They can't, they can't get out of the building and there's mutants inside or whatever with Mumra inside. So. Oh, that would be great, actually. But, but It could have been called Trapped, too. <laughs> trapped, too. I'm going to say they bungled because they went near a tree when they knew this shouldn't happen because this happened before. Other than that, I think Mumra bungled in the sense that he once he got the sword down he be he like he's tr- grandstanding again oh you thought oh, that wait. you could defeat me you know that whole shebang and i think that is really where he bungled so that's what i'm gonna say it was there were little bungles here and there the mutants bungle because they immediately go into that brute like ridiculous thing <laughs> instead of coming, they, could have, they could have come up with a plan what were they planning uh, to do just yes. just to, to bash the thing yes. open and do what with those i'm telling you cook for them use my plundarian spaces yeah I'm going to say the biggest bungler was Ryan, who took the Sword of Omens and stabbed his own ceiling. <laughs> ceiling, yeah. <laughs> it is heavy, right? That sword? I like it's that. Nice. It's nice. They made a light up one afterwards. That was triple the price, but, you know, I digress. Beautiful bunglers. That was another episode of the Radical Retro Rewinds Thundercats Reviews. Thank you, as always, for your amazing support, your love, your messages. If you don't know, we are currently doing sword and sorcery movies on our main show of Radical Retro Rewind every Friday when we're not doing Thundercats. So if you're into fantasy, if you're into swords, if you're into David, he's over there too. So come on and play with us and bring your swords. Goodbye, David. Ho. Who you calling a ho? <laughs> and I will not reel the stage. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.